The following program contains coarse language and nudity. Viewer discretion is advised. Whoa. I know you're going to dig this. Your host for tonight's show, The Lost Dial. Ladies and gentlemen, you heard the Sofa Sound Part 1. Now, Part 2, are you ready? Episode 85, The Lost Dial. Uh, my name is Michael James DuPaul. Sitting across from me is T. Sterling Watson. Good morning, ladies. Ah, good morning, ladies. Good, good afternoon. Good week to you all. Good evening. <laughs> <laughs> this is going to be the show of funny laughs. <laughs> okay, yeah. stop now. <laughs> it's going to be the show of, uh, yeah. Mm. Eh. Just mm. enjoying my full throttle. So mm. we, were just, uh, we were just having a discussion a moment ago about, about money, about finances. Hey, why don't you donate? I'm talking to you listeners. And that's why, right. Why don't you donate to the, uh, the Lost Dial Fund? You, go to, uh, you can go to what? You can go to Podbean and scroll down and find the little... The, yeah, there's a button there. Donate. It's already filled out with like five bucks. And we're happy with that. Just five, oh, five yeah. to five dollars. Because it takes $20 a month to run this. Right. So. right. At least on the website. I mean, we, we do this for free, so. Yeah. Just the, uh, with everything all together, it does, uh, it does add up, and uh, we, do, uh, we do appreciate it. Yeah, we appreciate uh, our listeners. I don't know if we're kidding or if we're not. 
But if you do feel as though you'd like to delete, <laughs> you know, I mean. Oh, it doesn't have to be five bucks. It can be more. Oh, it could be whatever your little heart desires. Um, but, you know, we do have bills. Uh, and, you know, we're sick of standing in the bread line. Hmm. Exactly. Especially <laughs> when some of the bread isn't that good. Yeah. It's got little pieces in it. I mean, we can make it out to seem as though we are we are so such in bad shape the two of us that you know we're sleeping under bridges mm. building little boxes out of a um, flat screen tv box <laughs> <laughs> the ones they put out in the back in the dumpster after yeah. uh actually that doesn't work anymore you can't live in a tv box anymore because oh because they're so thin they are so thin yeah back in the day when you know tvs used to be cubular well i use them as pants now so <laughs> i kind of take it and then you know whatever you know, the strings or whatever, the little twisty ties, I kind of use those to, yeah. to sew it together yeah. so I can use them as legs. Um, yeah. the, the pants. So there's one pant and the other pant. I hate it when the crackheads try and steal the pants from you. I know. You I mean, know they need pants, too. We it's worse when pants. it rains because then it gets all, you know, you know, yeah. mulchy-like. Yeah, uh, no, it wasn't yesterday. It was the day before. It was really tough. Oh, the mon- monsoon it was, that was, it was here? Re- it was really tough for us living outside uh, like we do cause, I know. Uh, because we don't have any money. Uh, the tarp that I, I stole from somewhere blew away. So, I mean, what was I going to do with that? And I, I already ran out of twisty ties to keep it tied up to the to the stop sign that yeah. I had to twist it to. <laughs> the stop sign. It just wasn't working out for me. Oh, God. Times are hard, people. Times are really tough. Uh, yeah, that uh, that storm the other day was... Uh, Wicked. I mean, everybody felt it from, uh, from the top to the bottom of the eastern seaboard. We had a tornado like, watch. Yeah. And then I think it's like the third one this year. Yeah. I rolled into town yesterday and it looked like... uh, Oh, yeah, that's right. You were away. Yeah. It looked as though... um, uh, Yeah, it looked like a tornado had ripped through uh, my little little area in Southington Mm. that I used to live at because now I live out on the streets. Right, right. Uh, But I used to... That's where I used to frequent. But now... (laughs) Now my residence is... uh, Wherever you are. Yeah. Kind of. Wherever your box might be. I'm, I'm or a tent. Or <laughs> I live under the Putnam Bridge. <laughs> so, yeah, please donate so we can buy some more twisty ties and boxes so we can reside in them or in the woods. Yeah. Hey, how about um, I wrote this down. I don't know if you have any information about it because I didn't look it up. You brought to my attention a while back, but now uh, even if you hadn't, I would have heard about it, I'm sure. Okay. The Master. Right, I did bring it to your attention. Yes, I think. Uh, the master's getting some. I uh, I've heard a few uh, a few responses to it, mm. or what they like to call reviews. Right, right. Uh, is it is out now, or it's just out in select theaters? What's the story? With I would that? say with a movie like that, it'd probably be select theaters, but it it's a good chance it probably is out everywhere. Um, yeah. Well, I think I'd probably just contradict myself, but. I mean, it's, it's one of those movies. I'm to think. I, I heard a very, very in-depth um, breakdown by a guy on, uh, must have been NPR. Um, I'll see if... Uh, but I have, I mean, I've, I really haven't heard too much about it other than... You haven't? Oscar buzz about it. Oscar buzz? Yeah. What kind of Oscar, like... Probably director, uh-huh. actor. I've, I've been really kind of busy this week, so I haven't been too in-depth in all my entertainment news and a lot of it's been coming through lately um a lot of stuff's been happening i mean like with new tv shows coming out and all these movies that have just um previewed on not previewed but been shown at the toronto international film festival uh-huh. 
otherwise known as TIFF, in case you've seen that on some of the uh, the movie blogs and entertainment TIFF, blogs. TIFF, right here, it says TIFF. Yeah, that's the Toronto International Film Festival. Wow, that's a, that's a lot to say. <laughs> TIFF. Hmm. There's some sites that have um, uh, video diaries. I think like um, the Hollywood Reporter, they probably have like video diaries and they talk about each movie. Um, I just didn't have the time to listen to them talk about each movie. Um, and that friend of mine had been emailing me uh, movies that she didn't hear about until all this happened, like the festival. And she's like, oh, I've only heard about like a maybe a third of these. And then I looked through the list. I only heard about two thirds of them. The Master was on that list. So that one, um, a bunch of other ones. But the, the thing about these film festivals, and including Sundance and I think maybe even Cannes, two things happen. Cons. It's cons. Cons. I'm sorry. I'm so cans. sorry. Cons. Cans. Cons. The French are rolling over in I their know. beds right now. I told you that's that's my thing. I mispronounce everything. <laughs> yeah. I have a that lot is, of information. That is, that is your funny little uh, quirk. That, that's my quirk. <laughs> I mispronounce everything. Um, everything, and I'm not kidding. Everything. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I was trying to think of something else that I still mispronounce. He'd, he'd mispronounce his own his own fucking name if he uh, if he didn't think hard enough about it Tyrell no no Tyrell okay Tyrell please don't call me Tyrell Tyrell anyway um cans. get your ass up here cans mm -hmm. and Sundance and there's probably another one I can't think of right it's now it's soon dance soon dance <laughs> soon dance um but yeah what happens there is one um a lot of critics start to get the attention and like hmm this might be you know Oscar material mm -hmm. um the other thing that happens is distributors start calling. Right. So that's how movies start to, you know, get whatever studio they need to back them to put them in theaters. Yes. So that's that's usually one of the big big deals about these film festivals. Mm. So it gets you Oscar buzz and also gets you distribution. So. I'd, I'd like to I'd like to go to a oh so would I a, a real deal film festival like Sundance or uh, Cannes. Cannes, yeah. Cannes. Cannes. <laughs> so, but uh, this master, and I've always, you know, I've I've said it before. We've spoken about it. I uh, I really, really am a big fan of uh, Paul Thomas Anderson. Um, I remember Boogie Nights came out. I was probably fucking in elementary school. That's an old one. That's when uh, Mark Wahlberg was like a kid. Yeah, he was old enough. I mean, he was old enough to do the movie. But he, I know, he was. I know but what I mean, you're saying. if you look at him in in Boogie Nights, and then you look at him now, he's kind of like. He's you know he's more, becoming, more he's becoming an old manly. man. Yeah, he was like a he was like a fucking kid. But ever since that movie, and then Magnolia, which didn't, I think at the time he really hoped that he had done something special with putting out Magnolia, and you know I even watched um, you know supplemental material for one. I don't know. I bought Magnolia a long time ago. It's probably been redone or whatever and re-released you know, as far as DVD, but. Uh, Blu-ray's a thing now. Right? Yeah, yeah, right. Released in, in a Blu-ray form. But um, he he had really hoped that uh, when he put out uh, Magnolia that it was going to get the, uh, the, the attention that Boogie Nights had gotten, but it didn't. But now, you know, when they talk about Paul Thomas Anderson's previous works, like they don't talk about Sydney, which came out, I think, before Boogie Nights, they'll refer to... Boogie Nights, mm -hmm. they do say Magnolia now, and obviously there will be blood because that was a, that was kind of a, a breakthrough. I'm gonna try to pull up this um, gallery. It's something that I, I, I actually almost emailed to you, but I'm like, no, nah, I'll wait and I'll, I'll you know share it with you later. And it's the. Um,
know exactly what it is. I think it's like top 13 signs that you're watching a... Uh, a Paul Thomas Anderson movie? Yeah. Uh, so I figured it's like, oh, yeah, he, he would love There's this. always somebody that blows their brains out in a Paul Thomas Anderson movie. Um, I didn't get to finish it because at the time when I was going through it, I'm like, I don't have time for this right now. Let no. me just read this really quick. This okay. is this is from NPR. I was hoping that I could press play, but... Uh, it's no, not working not, out. Not, well, there is no... I, the... Um, the ooh, no. The... Uh, wait. Yes? No. No, that's not... That no. doesn't work. Um, no. Uh, yeah. You do? You don't. The, uh, you do? You don't. <laughs> Glad uh, you got that reference. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, the, um, the little breakdown, and I can't think of NPR's guy who does the movies, but he's, he's, he's a brainiac. He's a fucking smarty pants. So he uses a lot of big words, but he, um, he really... Uh, Taking his job. He really pulled that one apart like a like a like a chicken from Stop and Shop, and uh, he he really examined it. And it's oh man, it's gonna I can't wait to fucking see it. I actually might go to the movie. Not that this is a movie that is necessary to see in the theaters. It's not one of them fucking you know Michael Bay extravaganzas. You know the cinematography is supposed to be pretty incredible, but it's it's you know I would just well usually the movies like his they usually are. I what? mean, it's what? like the cinematography. Oh yeah, yeah. It's, it's like it's visually some... like great to look right. at. It's but... something to write home to mom about. It's like wow, you just have to watch it. I mean, maybe you might not understand what's going on, but you the only reason I it. would spend money to see it in the theater is because I really want to see it now. <laughs> but uh, so it says this is out of uh, NPI. NPI, uh, and it's true that there are moments, especially toward the end. Of its meandering, 137 minutes, meandering. Wait, so is this a, a positive this review? Is, or this is, says Glimpse into Cult Life. Mm, okay. Uh, that's what it's called by Ella Taylor. Uh, overhead, or, oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, wait, th th it says at the top, overheard after a screening of the master. So I guess this is an unfinished print. Nope. This is, this is the, this is one they're rolling out. I don't get that. That's something that she heard. I don't know. All right, anyway. Meandering 137 minutes. When the master feels like a series of brainy but disconnected thoughts about the tw about 20th century America. That's how writer-director Paul Thomas Anderson works. And for those who don't insist on coherence and closure in narrative any more than they do in life, it's part of the thrilling madness of his method. <laughs> Uh, um, it's not that Anderson makes it up as he goes along, like they say Seymour Hoffman. No, uh, Seymour Hoffman, uh, Philip Seymour Hoffman's character, who they're saying is supposed to be like an, uh, L, an L. Ron Hubbard. Right. And that's how he kind of... Um, how he well, they're saying that it's not, but a lot of people are saying it is. Right. It's, it's like, it's not, but it is. Right, right. It's not, but it is. Like it might be inspired by, but it's not really this guy. Right. It's it's you'd think that that's what it's about. And in case those who don't know who L. Ron Hubbard is, he's the guy who yeah, kind of founded like, Scientology. Fucking whack job, science fiction writer. He was a great science fiction writer, and I guess he was a great cult leader too because he uh, he 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 created a fucking religion. Hmm. He rolled in some. Um, well, not rolled in, but. He's acquired got some, some, some star Some power. big name people. John Travolta and Tom Cruise. Right, who are both just, you know, the epitome of saneness. Um, I mean, they, they've done some brilliant things in their careers, but, you know. Yeah, a long time ago. I'm surprised, <laughs> uh, I'm surprised that um, fucking Mel Gibson isn't a part of that. Wouldn't, wouldn't that be the greatest trio right there of nutballs? You know what? That would be 
quite something. That would be a force to be reckoned with. God, yeah. Could you imagine? Why don't they all do a movie together? That would be cool. If anybody, you know, does anything to try and hurt the Church of Scientology, they just send out their A-team, which would be fucking Travolta, which are, Cruz, and Gibson. Which are A-listers at that, too. Right. Well, the A-list A-team. I don't know if I'd call them A-listers anymore. Well, I mean... They've, I, they, their name holds power. Like, if you say starring John Travolta, there's like, oh, John Travolta. Gibson is, is no because of what Gibson did with, with the comment on the Jews and then with his this past wife of his, mm-hmm. the tapes that were released. I think, he, I mean, and he's got the money to do it, but he could, he'd have to fucking, he'd have to fund himself back into the A-list, I think. And yeah, I think he could. Yo, he could, but I don't think, what I'm saying is I don't think there's anybody who is just going to pick him up and be like, let's brush him off and and make him an A-lister again. He'd have to, you know, and it's kind of what he's done recently anyway. Yeah, and there's people that would do that. I mean, like, especially, remember the Passion of the Christ, how much fucking controversy that caused? Yeah, it would have made so much money, and it was, wow, yeah. Uh, The most, I think the most recent movie he did was um, that one with the uh, puppet, or... Something, the puppet. It was very like uh, it didn't it didn't have like a huge opening or like a a whole lot of like promotion, but it was like more of a a quieter film. And I think um, what is her name? Jodie Foster. I think she directed it. Don't okay, Miss Chickapay. That's a line that Jodie Foster said in um Nell. Have you ever seen Nell? Nell. It's, um, it's about the strange hill woman. <clears throat> She's like a She's a she's, it, a, she's so an familiar. Appalachian um, recluse who uh, speaks her own language, and uh, mm. this little team headed by um, headed by um, Oscar Schindler. I can't think of his fucking name right now. Liam Neeson. Liam Neeson. Yeah, um, finds her out in the woods, and uh, I don't know. They study her, and then he falls in love with her, and mm. but she speaks her own language, and she lives out in the fucking Appalachians. She's she's always like Donica, Miss Chickapie. <laughs> The name alone sounds familiar, but I don't think I've ever seen it. I think you'd enjoy it. Hmm. You get to see. You get to see. uh, You get to see uh, Jodie Foster's naked body glistening in the moonlight. Oh yeah, that's that's exactly that's (laughs) that's what I've been missing in my life. Jodie Foster's a pretty lady. Oh yeah, even though she's a huge dyke. Um, Well, you know. All right, let me read a little bit more of this. Let's see what do we got. Um, It's not that Anderson makes it up as he goes along, like the burbling, burbling. Burbling. What is with these fucking NPR people and their funny words? Hey, I do it all the time, and I'm not even, you know. Like the burbling cult leader in his monumental study of American hucksterism. Hucksterism. (laughs) And its casualties. Instead, the writer-director, and I love that about him because he does. He does not just take on somebody else's work. He writes his own Mm. films. That's why he's like, he, he he can actually say, Paul Thomas Anderson's The Master, mm-hmm. or Paul Thomas Anderson's Magnolia, which right. Magnolia was fucking amazing. And anybody out there who doesn't get it, what what? Just try and just just <laughs> give it another shot. Magnolia, do I don't know. Magnolia was a dud, and now I think people are coming around to it, realizing you know after there will be blood, and people are like, who made this movie? This is pretty crazy. And then they're like, oh, the guy that made Boogie Nights. So now people are like, ooh, wow. And then the master's coming out and people are intrigued by it. So now they're going to go back and they're going to be like, I want to see everything that Paul Thomas Anderson's done. They're going to stumble upon Magnolia and they're going to they're see it mm-hmm. for the amazing achievement that it is. 
It blows Boogie Nights. Boogie Nights is like a fucking cartoon compared to Magnolia. I think Magnolia is one of them ones that I can see why people would. You've seen it, right, Magnolia? I have, tried to, but this see, was this you're was one of them. You're I'm, one I'm of gonna them explain. Dummies I'm that, gonna explain. Uh, this is explain. before you know. I really started getting into into, into, into what, films right. and into really into, appreciating into pulling films apart like a stop and shop rotisserie chicken. Yeah, or um, just, they're like my favorite chickens, by I, the way. I just guess so, you know, so. <laughs> go, go down to Stop and Shop down on fucking. We got two you, of them. You, yeah. There's two of them. One that sits where my house used to sit up on Broad Street. <laughs> my house no longer exists because there's a fucking stop and shop. But then there's the one that we frequent. And then you went to several other places. Now you're in, in the box. So Right, right, right. The one I frequent is down um, down in the hole. By uh, I like to call it the hole because when you're coming down from Southington, it's like you're going into a hole. Because you're going down a hill? Right. Mm. West Main Street. Right. That's the one that's the closest That's to the house. one you'd go to. Yeah. Or where I used to live. Right, yeah, because we both live out on the streets now. Right. We're street people. I used to live behind that stop and shop, but they, they told me I had to We're leave. street urchins. I All right, go t- on with your um, fucking... Tell me about why you're too stupid to understand that. <laughs> 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 um, yeah, like I said, I, uh, this was before I started really appreciating film and understanding story and characters and all that stuff. And I think I just watched it, not really paying attention and watching it. There probably was something else going on. I was you know, still... I wasn't quite there yet. So Were it's you a movie still in diapers or something? No. Oh. I, I mean, it wasn't that long ago. <laughs> and even if I was in diapers, I wouldn't even remember anything in diapers. Yeah. Um, so it, it's, it's a movie I'd have to go back to. I, I, I strongly suggest that in the next couple days you, um, you pick up Magnolia. If it's on Netflix. And Nell. If it's you know, in Netflix Instant, then yeah, I'll, I'll definitely check I, it out. I think that now that you're more mature... Oh, yeah, definitely. I think mean, you might as well just go out and buy it for your collection. Well, that's the thing. Because uh, after, cause after you see it, if you went and just watched it on Netflix, if it's available, you're going to be like, oh, my God, I need it. I need I don't that. know about that one. At least I'll, I'll watch it and give it a shot and be like, because there are some really awesome movies that are out there that I don't feel the need to watch it a second time, or maybe I can't watch it a it's second time. Or it's, not necessarily the need, but or just... Owning it, some, it's, it's some movies got, that are awesome, but I don't want to own it. It's got a disturbing element to it, but it's very subtle. Hmm. It's very, um, very like thin, but interweaved throughout it. I would guess I would say. Oh well, okay, I, I will check it out again at some point. Um, not promising anything because you know I've got my own views on on film, and if I think they're you know whatever, you know, you know what I do, how I do. Is that the rest of the... Yeah. Um, writer director discovers his deeply buried themes as he makes his films, which is just one of many reasons why the master will burrow its way into your mind, heart, and soul, and simmer there long after you leave the theater. Mm. Oh, my. Uh, without ever saying so, oh the, <laughs> the movie adds up to nothing less than a social... <sighs> oh, God. This guy. You don't like it, do you? Um, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not thrilled with this so far. Without ever. <laughs> Did you read it beforehand? No. I was hoping that it was similar to the what I had heard on on NPR. Without ever saying so, the movie adds up to nothing less than a, a social psychology of the nervous, spiritually, spiritually questing geist of post World War II America. That would be uh, Jacqueline Phoenix. After hard times were declared <laughs> officially. <laughs> That's the only one that that's I knew what how to I used to I used to think it was Jacqueline. Jowakin. Yeah, Jowakin. Yeah, Jowakin Phoenix. All right, this 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 article blows. I'm not going to... 
oh, like Daniel Day-Lewis, Joaquin Phoenix uh, has Acoline. Um, mercurial. Mercurial. I've features. heard that I don't even before. know what fucking mercurial means. I really don't remember, if, but I've If, I've if NPR wants to draw in a, a, a less educated group of people, they need to fucking... Well, they show that they know how to use a thesaurus. And yeah, right. I love people who have thesauruses and use them. And because, as I just said, or a little earlier, I love words. So when oh, I come I across too. all these I... words, it just makes me want to look them up. So right. I'm like, wow, I'm going to throw that on somebody someday. Oh, look at the Holy shit. What did you find? Look at I just I just hit it twice and, and Japanese keys came up. Look at that. Wow. If only you knew but what, I, I, what I, need, meant. I need my ABCs though. So I'm just going to, I'm not going to read all of it or unless you want to keep reading your article. No, because I'm, I'm already. You're already fucking, lost. I'm, no, I'm You're not upset. lost. I'm disappointed because oh. it just sounds like it's uh, not taking. Well, hey, everybody is not going to love every movie that comes out by, you know. You're going to get critics on both sides. You know what? It's hard to type when everything is set up in order. Like, what do you mean? Look at this keyboard. A, B, C, D. Oh, it's an alphabetical. Why don't you right. change it? I, well, I think this uh, app just updated itself, and I'm, and I'm, I'm very... I've never had an Everything's iPod. Everything's in, like, iPad. Japanese now. I've never right, had me, an iPad, so I can't. Let me try and... Oh, it's got the little uh, speaker. Ready? Mercurial. Ah, look at what it... Why is everything in fucking Japanese? I don't know. I don't know about that. I don't. I don't own an iPad, so I can't kind of help you out with that and how to fix it yet. It's it's very hard to type when you're not used to mercurial. How do you spell that shit? Mer mercurial. Um. Yeah, go on. I'm sorry. I'm just. I'm trying to type. What? It's okay. Merc. Oh, merc mercurial. Oh yeah, of course it's in Japanese. Nice. Why? I, I gotta. I'm. I'm. Why? I don't know. I don't get that. It, the word is in English. The definitions are in either some some Asian language. Um, it's relating to mercury. Well, that's kind of obvious. Obviously. <laughs> well, cause, I mean, you know, mercury is in there. Um. See, having the characteristics of eloquence, shrewdness, swiftness, and thievishness attributed to the god Mercury. Can Sudden to subject or unpredictable changes of mood or mind. Slightly li or spring sprightly, <laughs> lively, <laughs> of or containing the element Mercury. That's number two, the planet Mercury. Mm -hmm. So mercu I'm feeling mercurial, mercurial today. That means I feel like the planet Mercury. <laughs> mm. um, mercurials are a drug or other compound containing mercury. I like the first one though. Of a person in 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 parentheses, subject to sudden or unpredictable changes of mood or mind. Mm. So it means you're a little. Uh, Mike is very mercurial today. Yeah. So these these are thirteen signs you're watching a Paul Thomas Anderson movie. Hit me. I'm just going to read. Hit me. I'm just going to read the uh, the you know the what's in bold and then um, this just, is from just the words that you know what they are. <laughs> <laughs> this is on Entertainment Weekly, so if you want to see this gallery, um, just go there. Eli. Or I'm going to try to post this and a couple other things that I said I was going to post. On Eli, Facebook. you you. <laughs> um, so one sign is uh, you're watching a, a PT Anderson movie is makeshift families. So. 
Oh yeah, it's all there's always that family element that the main character wants to really be a part of. See, that's the thing. I can probably just read these things and you can give your own kind of a cuz I'm an expert on fucking uh Apparently you are. Paul yes. Thomas Anderson. Um and I'm actually trying to acquire a bunch of other directors so once I hear like their names like, "Oh yeah, they do movies like such and such and such." And here are the common um From probably a P.T. Anderson movie. Correct. It is a, uh, yeah. Where's the one about, uh, <laughs> keep going. I'm trying to think of the word. Um, you shitheaded meat sack. <laughs> not that. Um, other directors, they all have motifs. Motifs, yes. Yeah, that's the word. What um, does that mean? That is like something that, <laughs> okay, good. I, don't, I really don't want to define what that word is. Because uh, you don't know it. I do. It's just, it's hard to explain. Um. A second sign that you I don't care about your moral conundrum, you shitheaded meat sack. A Anderson movie is extreme personalities and uh, desperately seeking someone. Right. All right. And the third is out of 13. Even more extreme personalities seeking nobody. And just a lovely face of uh, Daniel Day-Lewis here. Yeah. Speaking of Daniel Day-Lewis. Whoops. should have put you in a glass jar on the mantelpiece. Hmm. Such a... I don't give a company fuck about your moral conundrum, you meat-headed shit sack. I, was, I love that one. I was going to say that was the end of uh, There Will Be Blood. Spoiler alert. Um, when he bashes fucking poor Eli's head in with a fucking candle pin. Or a, I couldn't remember what it was. There was a bowling pin. Yeah, it was a bowling pin. Okay. He uses and he bashes his brains out. And then what, what's the last thing he says? I'm done, or something like I'm that. I'm finished. I'm finished, and the movie ends. I love it. Bizarre. And I'm, like, I, I'm, okay. I'm sure I can imagine what that, what that bitch from NPR would have wrote and written about that, the, the, the ending of There Will Be Blood. Maybe it was like I don't know, but that was one that actually had like a whole lot of uh, attention, and people were yeah. thrilled about it. This and one uh, this one's going to be the same, I guess. I will admit, I was like, eh, about it. I mean, there was great. Yeah, I wasn't. I wasn't doing backflips. I like it. There was great acting, and again, the cinematography was awesome. But I mean, mm-hmm. it just wasn't something like. I don't see my. That's that's the thing. That's the thing with me with buying movies. Yeah. I've got to see myself watching it more than twice. Yeah. And that one, I'm good for the one time. Yeah, I'll I'll, I'll view it again in the future. I saw it a couple. So that's times. why I can't promise you, like with Magnolia, if that's something that I would watch more than a few times. But you need to you need to really. I just, need to watch it. You need so. to take two hours, and whether you know you get it on Netflix or you know wherever yeah. wherever you do find it, and you really gotta you gotta, gotta sit down. And you gotta open attention. up your mind and be like, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna see what this is all about. Got it. I don't care about your moral conundrum, you <laughs> shitheaded meat sack. Number four, um, the corrosiveness of success. Corrosiveness. The corrosiveness of, of success. success. Yeah. Power corrodes. Mm. And apparently they're showing a picture of, a, of a, our, our friend Dirk Diggler. Here. Dirk Diggler, yeah, because, you know, you, you, watch, him, you watch him rise to, su- to success and then you watch him fall. And, mm. and, and, Num- uh, number five is definitely true, a sprawling he, ensemble cast. Yeah, oh, yeah. He def- well, this new one, really, there's only... Well, it's got a few of them. It's got Amy Adams. It's got Joaquin, Jacqueline Phoenix, <laughs> Jacqueline. and it's got a uh, Philip Seymour Hoffman. Which Philip Seymour Hoffman is in. All, I'm surprised he wasn't in There Will Be Blood because he's been in every one of Paul Thomas Anderson's movies. Right. 
And there he is right there as the uh, the gay audio guy. <laughs> um, can, can, Dirk, I just want to kiss you. Can I kiss you? Or you maybe my car. Or maybe a. Do small, you like my car? Or maybe a small intimate cast, and then. Uh, yeah, this is a yeah, or maybe a small intimate cast. The last one, there may be blood at a kind of a small intimate cast. Exactly. So I guess we're jumping the gun because I haven't even seen all of these yet. And so. and Joaquin Phoenix, even in that preview you showed me. Like, was he totally fucked up? Or, like, people say that Joaquin Phoenix is, like, a little... He's got a couple a couple Screws short loose. circuits. Yeah. Well, I think that's just further showing his Is he just the most ability? incredible actor in the world, or is I would, he I would, I would actually probably go that far and say that maybe he is. And what was confusing for me when I watched the trailer for the first time, I kept thinking that Daniel Day-Lewis was in it. Because he kind of looked like him a little bit. Oh, really? Yeah, to me anyway. I don't um, know if there's anybody else. Maybe but. in a far distant Well, because, you know, they have, like, scenes where he's farther away. Farther Daniel Day-Lewis doesn't have a hair lip. I don't know. It, it doesn't was, have it a... Was, <laughs> maybe it was the eyes. Maybe it was, like, close-up shots or faraway shots. I don't know. Uh, We're moving on to the next one. Number seven, star, person, star personalities deconstructed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anything you got to say on that one? Yeah. Um, it's funny because as much of a fan of Magnolia as I am. And they're showing a picture of from Magnolia, by the way. Right. Of um, Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise playing. He's a guy who's he's figured out how to how to tame the cunt or whatever it was in the movie is uh, he gets, you know, he does uh, motivational speaking for uh, men who have just been totally fucked over by women. Mm. And he has figured out how to how for timid men to take control and um, basically get what they want with women. Any, any woman, any woman, even one that is so out of your league, Tom Cruise's character mm. will teach you, the timid man, how to be the master of your own universe when it comes to getting any woman you want. Mm. But, you know, he really didn't even need to use Tom Cruise in that movie. Maybe because he, he could have or wanted to. I don't know. <sighs> It I read an article it yesterday. It wasn't necessary. I read an article yesterday. They could have used somebody a lot less known and that and that because even though he's the biggest guy in that movie, he's not the main character. You know, he's mm-hmm. definitely That's something that I do remember. Like he and that's one of the things that I I do remember that he was there but he wasn't like a focal point. Right. And so it's like he could have used kind of an unknown. He could have. And And that's w- that's that's just it. He could have, but you know, because he is who he is, he can use whoever he wants and it works maybe better like if maybe if it wasn't uh, if it wasn't unknown maybe it wouldn't be as good yeah and now uh, that's the article i was reading yesterday about Fuck um, tom cruise that's i just, <laughs> you bottom, just don't like him. bottom line is you know i used to have a little respect for him but ever since he went on oprah and started jumping up and down on the couch mm-hmm. and you know just totally jamming scientology down everybody's fucking butt you know i'm i'm just sick of him and that's that's part of it where and nowadays know, he, he he ruined katie holmes's vagina i'm separating um, their personalized from their work, so I'm not. Oh, really see, that's my problem. I you uh, can't. I can't because you just watch it and like. I'm like when I see that person on the screen, anything about their real life mm-hmm. is what you're saying. Just I, I it come, thinking yeah, about. It's like it's coming through them. You know, like when I watch um, uh, Sir, uh, Sir, uh, Sir Han, Sir Han. Fuck no! It's the guy in Batman. Fucking Batman. He's oh, fucking Batman. Christian Bale? Yeah. Sir oh, Christian goodness. Bale. When I see Chris, Sir Christian Bale, I can't help but to think that he's a raving fucking lunatic. He's a great Are you actor. talking about that, that whole time that he yelled at what, that guy from Terminator? Yeah, and he's just he's, uh, he's done some other crazy shit, too. I just can't. 
I just don't know exactly what. Hmm. He's 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 crazy. Well, I didn't I didn't like American Psycho, but that's a whole different reason. He went over to China and tried to break free that blind guy. I mean, who takes that upon themselves to do something like that? Let the governments deal with that. Well, maybe they're not acting fast enough. He's like, there's you know, other people that do that. I understand people using their star power, but when it when it comes to fucking China having house arrest, mm. don't fucking fuck with the Chinese government because they will put a tomahawk missile up your ass so fucking quick. There are people that either they're not in government or maybe they were or just whatever because I'm thinking of Jesse Jackson. I'm thinking of uh, Jimmy Carter. thinking of even um, An- Angelina Jolie. They all have gone out and I don't want to say they liberate, liberated anyone, but An- they, they did what they could to try to help somebody Angel- else. Angelina Jolie. Country. She liberated South Sudan. She's the, re- she's the reason why the southern part of Sudan is now its own or sovereign. They, or they have no kids left because she took them all. So. Oh, they're divorced? No, she took the kids. From Brad Pitt? No. Oh, from the country. Yeah, from the country. Oh, okay. Yeah. Follow along. Follow yeah. along. <laughs> she she ameliorated that uh, situation. <laughs> uh, See, Mar- I can use big words too, Mar- NPR. Mar- uh, can I? I don't know if that's the correct, but I'm going to say it anyway. Mercutioli. Oh, Jesus. You, you butchered yeah, it. I did butcher it. Um, number eight, cinematography, as we were just talking now, about. Now, I'm by, assuming he uses this guy for every movie. Probably, because a, a lot of directors that are like consistently putting out work, they usually do. Like, um, for example, Steven Spielberg always uses John Williams for, his, for a composer. Or most of the time, he does. Yeah. Um, but this guy is Robert Elswit, yeah. um, cinematographer. He won an Oscar last time for... He did win an Oscar for There Will Be Blood. Yes. Not too shabby. Yeah, not too shabby at all. So he's probably going to be nominated he's, for... He's fo- uh, photographed every one of Anderson's movies. Oh, right. wait, until... Movies until The Master. He, so oh, he didn't... Maybe he didn't So do. he didn't do The Master. Oh, no. What's going to happen with this movie? But yeah, but su- supposedly that's one of the main things people are talking about is the cinematography of mm. uh, The Master. Well, we'll see what happens. Um, children from emotionally distant households. Yeah, those are two characters from Magnolia. Okay. Uh, that was number nine. Number ten is violence as a clenching, or I'm as sorry. As a cleansing ritual. Right, violence as a cleansing ritual. Uh, yeah. I, I don't know what the, the top one is, but the bottom one is definitely what we're That's discussing. That's Boogie Nights above and underneath is, yeah, when he bashes his brains in with a fucking bowling pin. Mm. Yeah. Um, yeah, uh, the one thing, that guy actually does not kill himself, even though he's got a gun underneath his, uh, underneath his chin there. But I do recall from Boogie, is that from Boogie Nights? Yes. Okay, so I... Who, who does, who in Boogie Nights blows their brains out, though? Um, oh my god, how can I forget his name? <laughs> yeah, how uh, can I? He's got an awesome name, too, and, um... William H. Macy. Yeah, William H. Macy. Because I was actually listening to episode two of the uh, oh, podcast. Oh, what the Christ. And, about. and oh, he goes Christ. and he gets the gun and then he... Um, he yeah, shoots he his shoots his wife, wife. who's fucking everybody in the movie. Everybody. She fucks everybody. And he says, enough is enough. It's, 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 the, it's the eve of 1980 and I'm not going into a new decade with this fucking slut wife. And he kills them both and then and he walks into the living room in front of everybody and blows his brains out. Scene ends. Yeah. <laughs> Scene. <laughs> uh, number 11 um, A rock in the soundtrack Yeah He always uses good, mu- good music I do like mu- I do like Directors who do that as well yep. um, A good one Who is not as well known Our show does that Yeah we do that um, And he's not a well known So I don't really expect you To know this guy But he's a uh, Actually no he does it too Anyway um, Malcolm D. Lee Who is uh, Spike Lee's cousin 
He's a filmmaker? He's a filmmaker. Um, he's, he makes, you know, kind of, I don't want to say lesser known. Well, obviously lesser known. Yeah, lesser known. Uh, movies like... Name, uh, name one movie he's done. Undercover Brother. Oh, that? Yeah. Really? He's done that. He has done um, Roscoe Jenkins Goes Home, Roscoe P. Coltrane? <laughs> he's done Rollerball. Not Rollerball. Um, Roll Bounce. Sorry. That's the movie that stars, uh, what's his face? Lil Bow Wow, I think, when he's still Lil Bow Wow. What is he now? Big Bow Wow? Just Bow Wow. He's adolescent Bow Wow? <laughs> he's, he's a grown man now, I think. Oh, is he? I think so. Where have the years gone where <sighs> Little Bow Wow all of a sudden became Bow Wow? Adult Bow Wow. And what's even more weird is that not all of these little rappers. See, look at that. Look at that. Look at that. Oh, well, that's just Connecticut voters. I was going to yeah. say I was going to do a whole thing, but I'm not going to do it because I was way too liberal the other day, I was told. <laughs> uh, but uh, Barack Obama is up in pretty much every poll. And his. Uh, his um, his, uh, what do you call it, job approvals rating is up higher than it's ever been, really, oh, since good. he actually became president, and then it all went. So it's up to, like, 50% now. So he's he's. I was worried a couple months ago. I'm not so worried anymore. Well, yeah, because... Mitt Romney's a total fucking tool, and he's just killing it for himself. He's shooting himself in the fucking foot is what he's doing. As I told my parents, there are people that are still going to vote for um, Romney because they just don't want Obama as president yeah, anymore. Oh, they're so against... Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and still, it just it just drives me crazy where people are saying like he hasn't uh, fulfilled any of his promises. It was promises. this. This is something oh, that's yeah. really going to affect him. The forty-seven percent, and that's something that's like kind of taking its own life now. Right. Um, he's basically he's basically writing off half the country's population as a bunch of layabout slackers. He, I mean, did he not realize that by saying that that there's a huge percentage of that forty-seven percent that are senior citizens, mm-hmm. you know, that are, you know, that are a lot of people that aren't just laying around fucking milking the system. So even if it's not like a public... Children. Children? You're going to call children? I mean, they're children, for Christ's sakes. They're going to school, you know, public school that you want to fucking cut funding for. So any future politicians out there, even if it's not a public event, it's still a public event because cameras are everywhere now. Did so. you see... Uh, Microphones, Did you too. see Mitt on Kelly and Michael? Thank God they didn't fucking use that guy for Meriden because yeah. he was over the top. Yeah, it was, it was too much for me. I mean... Kudos anyway for Meriden getting the, the name or our town out there, but um, I think Kelly Ripa would have committed suicide though if they if yeah, she had to was, work with him for it the was next, too much, yeah. just too much. But yeah, um, also shout out to Michael. Um, can't remember his last name, but Strahan. Yeah, is this Strahan? I think so. That is sounds he, right. Is sounds he the right. guy they made the movie The Blind Side? <laughs> is, is I that what don't he, think so. It's about he. Yeah. I don't think so. Okay. He's, he is a football player though. He I think used to play it, for I, the Jets. Yeah, I think that is the fucking guy. The Blind Side is made made about. I don't even know if that was a true story. Yeah, it is. Was it? Sure was. Oh. They show the real pictures at the end. Oh, well, I'll have to check. Anyway, have to let's check. go oh, no. back to Paul Thomas Anderson. Right, uh, <laughs> number twelve. Attention to detail. Oh yeah. That's something I definitely love from any director, any filmmakers when they you know. Attention to detail. That's really that's really big for me because I'm, I don't know. I'm very observative. I kind of check out everything and like, yeah. oh, look at that little leaf on that tree. There's only right. one left. And, you know, right. It's all in the details. And number thirteen, <laughs> the president. The president yes. yes. Um, except there will be blood. So. Yeah. yeah. There you go. That's your thirteen. I mean, he's he's definitely one worth using. Um, oh, since it's here, it's next. I gotta check it out. I haven't even looked at this one. Maybe I have. I have looked at it before. Uh, Ten Signs are watching a Christopher Nolan movie. Uh. There's a, an elaborate flashback, heavy narrative structure. That's true. Uh, the protagonist is troubled by the memory of an angelic dead wife. Yeah, I read this already. I'm not going to yeah. go through it again. 
the uh, the use of Sir uh, or Sir. Uh, I already forgot his fucking name again. Oh yeah, no, I'm not Christian Bale. <laughs> yeah. But even though he is in Isn't a number Christian of Christian Bale in all in all of his movies. But the one who really is is uh, Alfred, who I really can't. Michael Caine. Michael Caine. Yeah, he's in most of his movies. Mm. So. I don't give a I'm just wanting to get that in there again. Uh, 44 minutes. We really, uh, we really, uh, weren't, we're really, <laughs> we're really on a fucking roll today. Do you want to, I want to show you something funny, but you gotta, you gotta plug me in, but then you can watch it over there. Cause I've seen it before. Okay. Just a second. Oh yeah. Take care of what you need to take care of first. Of course. I'm going to, mm. I will do that. And now we are moving on to that. Okay. Here you go. I'm all tangled up with all these wires here. Let's see if it'll... See, with a little donation, then uh, we can extend these wires, and you would already be plugged in by now. Yeah. Let's see here. Let's see here. If I could write legibly. Can't even pronounce that one right. What? Legibly? Le legibly. <laughs> Lederably. Mm. All the syllables. I love it. Okay. Oh. I think you'll have to might have to press play over there. Boot. Boot. You'll love this. Cat. Boot. Cat. Boot. Cat. Boot. Cat. Boot. Cat. Boots. Cats. Boots. Cats. Boots. Cats. Boot. Knee high boots and cats and boots and cats and boots and cats and boots and cats and boots. Leather 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 knee high boots and cats. goodness that was Pretty that awesome, was that right? was something um <laughs> oh, i don't have words uh, speechless i'm without speech um yes <laughs> i know i know you are i had one more other thing i'd like to do before this hour has uh expired expired uh because we were in the crappy studio last week i couldn't do uh I couldn't do what I wanted to do. Say crappy, even though at times I kind of like. At times there's, there's no, things I do. about yeah, it. Yeah, I know. I, I I agree. I there is, there is. It's not the desired studio, but it's it's not a bad studio. Mm -mm. I'm gonna play this. It has um, its elements. This is um, in lieu of uh, Onion Week in Review. Okay. Um, this is a little panel discussion because we all love panel discussions. 
Who doesn't love a good panel discussion? We haven't had one in a while. It was just the two of us. Yeah, well, here's the panel. <laughs> a new report finds that over 60% of employers are now checking online amateur pornography of potential job candidates. Is it fair to base hiring decisions on an applicant's online porn? No, th this is not fair at all. For instance, if there's a, a red tube video of my girlfriend slapping me and choking me and riding me, yeah. that shouldn't be an indication that I'm going to lack leadership in a work situation. Yeah, yeah, but there, Duncan, it's going to be hard to convince an employer who's masturbating that video otherwise. Exactly. My potential employer might see all those videos of my husband tying me up and having his yeah. way with me. And then they're going to think that I'm not going to be assertive enough yeah. for the job. I mean, these days, everyone has an Xtube account. It's your own fault if you lose out on a job because you've got tons of videos on the web where you're slowly inserting various household objects into your anus. Yeah, but what if you're showing those things in your anus on your own time? But let's privately. be smart about it. You know, if you know an employer might see this, you know, post a video of yourself getting double teamed by two brawny Latinos to show your support of diversity in the workplace. <laughs> oh, and multitasking. <laughs> multi but, but I still want to have the right to badmouth my employer while shooting a POV hand job without well, fear of affecting that. my future well, look, prospects if, for work. If, if you don't want to jeopardize the content of your porn, you can always shoot from the eyes down. Oh, oh but that's I, not the same. If you cover the eyes, that's where the innocence is. Yeah, yeah but guys, don't these answer. amateur sites also have privacy settings that you can set so that future employers don't have access to these questionable videos? Right. Okay, but that doesn't protect you from appearing in other people's videos. Now, I, I found on YouPorn a video of me participating in some piss play at a party a few years ago. Oh, I hate that. Well, no, it was a really good time for everybody. But the thing is, we didn't know who uploaded it to the web. Mm. So so am I supposed to leave an orgy just because someone shows up with a camera? No one's I saying mean, that's you should leave an orgy. No, right, no, so it's, no. it's more So now, if I go to a party, I wear something like this in case that situation comes yeah, up again. I like that. It's I a, actually it's a shoot my mask. porn mm. in uh, sepia tone and make it look old-timey so if people see it, they'll think it's my grandfather and Okay, mm. uh, very interesting. All right, thank you so much, first responders. <laughs> so I guess we've that was first responders. We, we've touched every kind of topic I think now. <laughs> <laughs> I love panel discussions. Oh, I love them. <clears throat> Although I do recall watching them once before. Um, some of their onion uh, discussions. I can't remember what they talked about. I used to get the podcast sent to my uh, iPod. Yeah. yeah. Good times with that. A little piss play. <laughs> Oh my! <laughs> <laughs> double, um, double teamed by double teamed by some brawny Latinos. There was something I was gonna try doing uh, like every week. I don't know if I'm going to because I don't always um, do this every week. But an app of the week. App of the week. Yeah, because um, I talked about the Dunkin' Donuts app before. Yeah, that's right. But the very first time I used it didn't work. But the la the next two times it worked. So it's fine. so it's up and running. Yeah, I think it's it's also the the people behind the counter. They don't really know how to quite right. use it correctly. But they don't even know how to make a fucking cup of coffee. Never mind. Some of them, some of them are actually pretty excellent. No, um, yes, you're, you are right. There's been times where I've driven away from the drive-through and I am so enamored with the coffee that I got. Wow, that was a it's great like, cup of coffee. I asked for a cup of coffee. This is a cup of fucking heaven. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I need to go back and like slap them in the face yeah. because it's just too delicious. Yeah. It's slap just, someone in the face. It's just unreal. Um, so I don't want to talk about that one, even though I just did. Mm -hmm. um, the DriveScribe app, which I <laughs> kind of uh, deactivated a little bit. The DriveScribe app is an, um, it's fairly new. Um, it's been out for a being about a month now mm -hmm. um it's supposed to help you or even maybe your teen who is now starting to drive for the first time it's supposed to help them drive safer mm -hmm. and what will what will happen is your phone will sense that it's moving and moving at a rate that's you know you're probably in a car mm -hmm. and your phone will pretty much lock and then it'll also give you it'll oh, show, yeah. it activates the gps so it knows where you are it knows the speed limits that you're supposed to be on 
for the main roads because the road that I live on or um, where my box is, it doesn't have a speed limit. Mm -hmm. So it's just a question mark. So when I see a question mark, I drive as fast as I can because, um, hey, they don't know. Um, well, like especially when you're on the highway, like if it's 65 and you're doing 75, it's going to turn red and it's going to say, hey, you need to slow down. Mm -hmm. um, in fact, it'll actually say that there's like a woman voice and it'll say you need to slow down. And, and then you look at it and say, you know what? Connecticut <laughs> State Troopers don't care if we're going 75. Yeah, they kind of don't. 95 maybe. But Even though I still slow down to 70 if I if I. Yeah, I do too. I, I will. Um, you know, one was driving very slow the other days, and I was like, you know what? The trooper? I, yeah. I'm like, I never get pulled over by these guys. I'm just going to go by them at my regular speed. Mm -hmm. And I did, because he was like, normally they're fucking moving. Oh, this, yeah. They're, then they're in the fast lane. This just... guy was in the middle lane just kind of fucking poking along. So I'm like, I'm just going to go by him, you know. So, you know, everybody else is like slowing down and staying behind him. I'm like, I'm, I don't want to look suspicious like that. So I just went by him. Mm -hmm. Nothing happened. Hmm. Oh, well. <clears throat> yeah. Um, Good day to you, trooper, sir. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very much for not pulling me over today, sir. Um, but yeah, it's, it's pretty. What is this called it's again? Safe. It's called Drive Scribe. Drive uh, Scribe. And um, mm -hmm. basically, it locks your phone so you can't get any phone calls or text messages yeah, like until that. you stop and end your trip. Then. Also, what happens is if someone does text you while you're driving, it'll automatically send a message back to that person saying, I'm driving. Oh, wow. Um, that's... And then once you arrive, all your new messages arrive, and, but it doesn't say, like, I'm driving. It just You just reply. Right. Um, and it's, it is nice. It's, it helps because I know a lot of people who text and drive or even talk on the phone and drive. Mm. Um, first install the app. It'll automatically um, lock it. Mm -hmm. So there's an option to unlock it, and I kind of did that because it – kind of kept doing it even when I wasn't driving and right. that was a little bit annoying so I was like okay and there's options I mean there's always options for everything mm -hmm. but it, it's very safe so especially to those parents out there that have teens and whatnot have them oh that's the other perk to it idea. you also uh, if you upgrade to the premium account you can get um, like gift cards uh, you can get points so as long as you stay like within the, the speed limit hmm. for as long as you drive they'll send you Prizes, right? So you 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 get do you points know, racked up, like a good good gift certificates. Unfortunately, or? I don't because I didn't upgrade to that, so I don't know what. I mean, it's one thing if, if you get like you know cool gift certificates, but if you get ones to like Cracker Barrel and <laughs> some shithole place like well, that. Well, hey, even if Cracker Barrel, because apparently they have really good food. It's been a long time nah, since I've been there. Don't I'm, even. Don't I've been there since I was just, a kid. No, um, but I think I think it is like gift cards to like stores and uh, restaurants. So hmm. um, maybe even. Maybe I'm putting my foot in my mouth, but maybe even like movie theaters. Um, I know Vigla iTunes that. gift cards. Yeah, I suppose. I don't know. I don't like buying music from iTunes anymore. No? No, because it's only locked to my laptop, so I can't share it with anybody yeah. else, which is the whole point. Right. So I buy pretty much all my music through Amazon. So if they gave me Amazon gift cards, then yeah, I'm all for it because that is that is my, um, my weakness, mm -hmm. buying stuff on that. Music, mm -hmm. movies. Yeah. Um, I've even started adding a bunch of T-shirts because I would like to... Um, have my t-shirt collection you know a large t-shirt collection like we did uh, a few weeks ago on the show just looking the, uh, for stuff mm. Breaking mm. Bad and all those other yeah my lost shirts and my fringe shirts hmm. what was the uh, the what uh, that uh, that shirt that we were looking at uh, the, the the site that we were looking at all that stuff on oh my god it was like um Something city or shirt city. Shirt city. I'm just looking at what they have for Amazon apps on this. Just Amazon Mobile. 
about to say, I wonder if they even have. Oh, yeah, I don't see why they wouldn't. Oh, they that's why Amazon I don't think Window they... Shop. Only because, like, you can buy MP3s through Amazon and maybe Apple wouldn't like that. Like, um, excuse me, what are you doing? Why aren't you buying music through iTunes? Mm. Yeah, they wouldn't like that. You'd think they wouldn't like that. I would I would think the same thing with uh, the Kindle Fire. <clears throat> They'd be like, what are you doing? Why are you trying to get iTunes? What? No, mm. we're not allowing that. Mm. Not on this. Not on this. <laughs> no. Don't be crazy. So, yeah, that sounds pretty uh, – I, I like the idea of that. Especially, you know, because there's uh, – I'm, I'm, I'm definitely guilty of it. I've – texted many times i think we all admit it i think we all are i mean but if you're really good at driving with your knees then (laughs) which i have perfected it i've been doing it for a long time and i've i've actually been able to go an entire trip driving with my knees the only thing that's hard is when you come to a complete stop and you're taking either a left or a right oh because you need because you really need to like (laughs) like (laughs) he's doing dramatic reenactments and it's hilarious so it's it's hard to get that steering wheel all the way I've tried with my elbows, uh, driving with them. Yeah, I guess I guess in that in that. But then the situation. phone is so close to my face that you know it's. I don't talk. See, I, I hate talking on the phone. But the texting thing, and you know, I see people are like, oh well, you know, the texting is making everything so impersonal. It's like, but you know it what? Can. You can. know what? I am so sick of the people that call me and want to <laughs> fucking chit chat. It's like, let's just get to the nitty gritty of what's going on. You know, I'm meeting you at this time, or let's set this up for that time. Texting makes me not have to deal I'm with the right people I don't want to deal with. I'm crying right now because he's talking about me because I, I talk like Mike. You know, I just want to just want to talk a little. No, bit. you don't. <laughs> um, but there are people out there that just—it's like a cuddling thing, and it's just like or they need to be coddled. Well, they need I mean, to be coddled it, over the phone. It's different. Just, like if you're like in a in a relationship, that's that's kind of different. That's I mean, if you're in a relationship, you need to talk and like have actual communication sure texting is fine a little bit like if you're at the why office do, you need to do it on the phone in person that's why you're going out with that person oh so yeah I mean, but I'm, I'm saying like if you've got like a lunch break then you can actually call them and talk to them during the lunch break or something what if you're allergic i, I wish I, I could i wish that was a real thing being allergic to talking on the phone <laughs> <laughs> not sure how far I you would have made that it in as life. an excuse i need my inhaler because i'm allergic that would be a really me. interesting thing that a really interesting concept to uh explore like if you were allergic to talking on the phone how would you be living your life today? Like, you know, as an adult, how, how would it be? Um, um, yeah, I, I would like to explore that. To I mean, nowadays, but I mean, you know, those are, there are those important calls you got to make where you have to talk to somebody. Mm-hmm. But I guess what would you just go you're... online, you know, like if, if, if something needs to be replaced. I mean, a lot of things now, you really don't even need to talk to another human being. I mean, they've made it so. And the fact that you're not even talking to a human being, you're talking to some, like, computer and then. Or you're talking to, you know, some guy in, in Bangalore, India. Which and, I hate. Yeah. And they're not real people. So, I mean, it's, <laughs> you've kind of completely, you've kind of completely taken the human element out of, you know, taking care of business. Yeah. And it's, I mean, I'm, I'm not going to lie. The, uh, the talking to the computer thing and, and it's like, okay, I heard your request. And, you know, and then there's a couple of beep, 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 boop. And then, you know, you said number five. Is that correct? And that's. Mm. That's not so bad, but sometimes you really just want to talk to a human. And I mean, some people love their Siri. Oh, you know, Siri. She's I can't speak on Siri because I haven't experienced it for myself yet. She isn't that great, I don't think. No. I'm not that impressed with, with Siri, no. And she's kind of moody. 
She's got, <laughs> she's kind of got like that, like, uh, like an attitude, like, yeah, a, like that pissy, like, she's pissy. My mother said the same thing when she was watching the Zoe Deschanel commercial and was like, it sounds like yeah. Siri's already annoyed with her. Yeah, Siri, yes, it appears sound, to be raining. Yeah. Oh, come on. Zoe, now. you retard. Don't you have a window? Aren't you looking out a window yeah, right aren't now? Aren't you looking out a window and you ask, is it raining? Yeah, that's kind of dumb anyway. I and, do like and, the, my, the, and the Martin fucking, Scorsese and, one. And who fucking orders tomato soup to be delivered? I mean, if I could, I probably would. Really? <laughs> you wouldn't just open up a fucking can of it that's been sitting. If in I don't, your... if I don't have it, <laughs> who doesn't? If I, I think, have, I think every. I don't have it. I, I don't think, have any tomato I soup. I think every home. house has tomato I soup just sitting in there for years for not. an occasion like that. Ooh, it's raining. Oh, but is it raining, Siri? Oh, okay, it is. I do not. I just because my eyes. Oh, hi, Mark. My eyes play tricks on me. So, uh, Siri, is it raining? Yeah. Okay. Um, tomato soup delivered. Maybe in fucking L.A., but uh, Maybe here, in LA. here in Connecticut, who delivers fucking tomato soup? Probably some pizza restaurants. <laughs> <laughs> Probably. Uh, they, they, there are restaurants that do deliver. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to call Spartans tonight and be like, hey, do you guys, or, do you guys uh, deliver tomato soup? They're going to be like, the fuck are you? <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe you should. I'd be a little happier right yeah. now. Um, yeah, what do you but I do like the Martin Scorsese one. I didn't. You didn't? And I like Martin Scorsese, but they... <laughs> see if you can pull that up. Let's. I, you want to listen to it? I want to see it again because there's something I hate about it, but I can't remember. <laughs> can't remember. <laughs> see if you can find Martin Scorsese's uh, iPhone commercial. Oh, uh, no, you know what one I do like? The John Malkovich one. Because that really does. Oh, yeah, that one, that I, one is I weird. I always really hope that John Malkovich was one of them really eccentric guys in real life. And I think he really is. And I think that's, you know, I mean, have you ever seen Being John Malkovich? Yeah, I would. And, um, With a frizzy-haired Cameron Diaz. I'm trying to think of. I don't know if it's Spike Jones or Charlie Kaufman. I mean, I think they're both. They both collaborated on that movie. I think. Yeah. Um, but they're also two people, two filmmakers, that have uh, like. I would kind of put them in the category of like actual filmmakers, like P.T. Anderson, where they have a whole library. If you go back and check, I'm like, wow, this. I mean, maybe it's brilliant, maybe it's crazy. It all depends on, you know, your personal taste. See, you like this, huh? Yeah, I, I mean, I... I'd Siri, what's my day look like? I'm sorry, I didn't understand the question. Are you serious? I can find a picture of a stallion for you. Oh, okay. Move my 4 o'clock today to tomorrow? No. Change my 11 a.m. to 2? No, but I found these pictures of guys wearing shorts. Hey. Rick? This is... This is different. This is different. Where's Rick? Is this Rick? Oh, no, it's not Rick. Now, how's the traffic headed downtown? <laughs> it's headed there primarily with automobiles. <laughs> <laughs> Terrible. Driver. Driver. Cut across. Cut across. We'll never make it downtown this way. I like you, Siri. You're going places. Where is places? Okay, no, I like the, the, I like that one. Let me find the real that one. That one was excellent. Why didn't they? <laughs> that was really good. Let me find the real one. What's my day look like? Another busy day today. Are you serious? Yes, I'm not allowed to be frivolous. Uh, okay. Move my four o'clock today to tomorrow. Change my eleven a.m. to two. Okay, Marty. I scheduled it for today. Is that Rick? Where's Rick? Here's Rick. Oh, no, it's not Rick. Now, how's the traffic headed downtown? Here's the traffic. Oh, it's terrible. Terrible. Driver. Driver. Cut across. Cut across. We'll never make it downtown this way. I like you, Siri. You're going places. Yeah, see, I don't I'll know. try to remember. And then John Malkovich. 
But that other one, that other one, Scorsese one was great. How series series fucking up. I was about to say, what what's going on here? I don't know. That was awesome. Now it's the one that should have been done, but they can't promote Siri being all fucking confused and (laughs) just doesn't work out that well. Here are Um, pictures of men in (laughs) in in short shorts. (laughs) Or whatever. Yeah. This one's like a minute. Siri tells John Melkovich a better joke, yeah. Oh, thank oh, God. Wait. They're ending uh, The Office, huh? Yeah, this is going to be the last this season. This is going to be good. And kudos to... Uh, I keep giving kudos out. I don't know if I talked about it in the last show. Um, what's his face? Jay Farrow taking over for Obama. He did a pretty good Obama. Uh, yeah. yeah. All right, here we go. This is John Malkovich. Weather. Nice weather coming up today through this Tuesday. Evening. You don't have anything on your calendar for this evening. Fantastic. Fantastic. Linguisa. I found five restaurants whose reviews mention Linguisa fairly close to you. Joke. Two iPhones walk into a bar. Sorry, I the rest. <laughs> That's funny. Was it something I said? Yes, it was. I just like that. Yeah, I, he's I like just, just weird. He is a weirdo. That's kind of what, I don't know, makes him... But, you know, I think maybe it's because, like, Martin Scorsese in that they, 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 they play him. You know, he, he is kind of like, you know. He's playing his. They're all playing their characters. Yeah, he's, each one. he's Even fidgety and he's, he's all, you know, he's. he's neurotic. He's, yeah, neurotic. Um, and, and oh, oh, driver, you're never going to make it downtown that way. Cut across, cut across. Typical like, oh, New Yorker. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Zoe Dashnell, the dorky girl who's just weird and awkward. Yeah. And, you know, Samuel Who L. Jackson. Oh, Samuel L. Jackson. Being cool and Samuel L. Jackson. Do you want it to be. <laughs> what, is, what does he say? Unless you want it to be hot spot show or something <laughs> like that. Oh, I love it. I, I, I mean, I really like those commercials. Um, I uh, the the alternate Martin Scorsese. That was great. Yeah, that was that was actually you know pretty interesting. How, how's traffic? How's traffic going <laughs> in automobiles? <laughs> that was really good. Uh, very nice. Very nice. All right. Um, I'm gonna. What wrap we got? It up. Oh yeah. So we got a minute five. Uh, we. Uh, yeah, we're going to wrap it up. So um, thank you for listening to uh, the 85th installment of the Lost Dial. Quick shout out real quick <laughs> to uh, Aunt Cindy, who was her birthday yesterday. Ah, happy so, birthday, Aunt Cindy. So tell her, happy, although I told her on my Facebook. Happy, uh, happy, 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 happy birthday to you. <laughs> <laughs> so lovely song. The Applebee's song. They used to do the, the Applebee's song. Oh, um, a bunch of them are closing It's your birthday. Here. Oh, woo, 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 woo. It is your birthday. Well, cause happy they, birthday, happy birthday. They can't sing it because that's happy birthday you know, copyright to you. infringement. Well, at least on TV it is. I don't know why they don't do it in restaurants. Unless they still have to pay for royalties from restaurants. I don't know. Um, but Happy birthday, Aunt Cindy. How old is Aunt Cindy? Can I she say? Know. Are we allowed to say? I don't know how old she is. I honestly don't. She's timeless. She's timeless. Yes. She's epic. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up, Kevin. <laughs> um, oh, by the way, that's been postponed. Yeah. So... Um, We'll probably be doing a show that day, um, but it's it'll be postponed. I think until October. I think I don't know. I'll I'll get back to you guys about that. Um, that is what he's referring to as the uh, Kevin Mark. Um, oh, the cipher, cipher, right? Where the Lost Dial crew would be. Did Did you even hear from Wendy if she was going to participate in that? Yeah, she was going to. Uh huh. So uh, all three of us would have been there. Mm. Um, so now it's going to have to be at another time. Right. Um, but yeah, I'll definitely keep everybody posted on that and when you, and where you can find us. Mm-hmm. Um, Listen to all our friends. To our friends, the uh, the Porch Cast. I think they just had episode sixteen recently. Va 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 voom. I'm still way behind. I just finished episode two last week. Episode uh, or no, 
listen to 808s and coffee breaks with yeah. our two sassy black friends from New York. Brooklyn. Shell. Oh, yeah, Brooklyn. Well, what I mean, I you, said, you said New York, so you got the state. Yeah. Okay. And the New York area. The New York. The, the, the city, the state. But the borough, it's, you got to say what borough they're from because right, New right. Yorkers take that shit seriously. They do, they do. That's um, Shells and... Uh, Ariel. Fuck, well, yeah, I was going to say Angelique. Wow, <laughs> just renamed her together. Yeah. <laughs> um, please make sure you call us too. Uh, leave us voicemail and uh, we'll try to be consistent when, wherever we are on the air. We'll let you know when we are and then you can call us and talk to if us live. You, if you'd like to donate, uh, you can donate. There is that option. And uh, also, uh, uh, residents of Connecticut, make sure you go out there and vote D's all the way down the board. Make sure you vote for uh, Chris Murphy because uh, not that Chris Murphy's anything that great, but we can't have that fucking wrestler woman win because if she wins the Senate seat in Connecticut being a Republican, we might just lose majority of the Senate. So we're not going to be a blue state anymore? Well, no, but I mean, you know, it's nice that the Dems still have power over the Senate. But if, you know, it's, it'd be weird, you know, especially with a state like Connecticut where you wouldn't see a lot of, well, you know, it'd be weird. It's a blue state, so mm. vote for a blue person. Don't vote for the fucking wrestler lady. Because <clears throat> then there'll be more wrestlers to follow, and before <laughs> you know it, um, you know, the White House will be a ring. Yeah. Just people just, you know, doing these crazy dives and whatnot. But yeah. Chris um, Murphy, 2012. Make sure you vote. <clears throat> Obama, 2012. Yeah, I said it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> he jumped off the fence for two seconds. Now he's going to go jump back on the fence. I was never on the fence. I've always been a fan of Obama. Um, 203, wait, no, 860-8-0. 860-8-0. 860-8-0. 860-8-0. 860-8-0. 860-8-0. 860-8-0. 860-8-0. 860-8-0. 860-8-0. 860-8-0. 860-8-0. 860-8-0. 860-8